Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. And when Dr. Bob Arnott is on the program, he's a personal favorite, he is a listener favorite, and uh, I consider him an actual friend, which, you know, I, I'm friendly with everyone who's a recurring guest. But uh, Dr. Bob is one of those people I look forward to finally getting together with. We talk about that, and, and we need to make that happen. Uh, it would be nice if Vermont and, and Texas were a little closer. <laughs> but but uh, I would genuinely enjoy that. And what's fascinating about Dr. Bob is he continuously surprises me with things that are, passion, that are his passions, his interests, uh, his, his expertise, uh, he is really, truly a uh, the quintessential Renaissance man, which is hard to find these days. And he, just during the segment, we're, we always talk about, uh, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, he surprised me with another area that he brings authority to. Um, he has been a war correspondent. He has been an editor for major TV networks in the medical field. He's a um, New York Times bestselling author and a classical music composer. And frankly, I need to get oxygen after all that, uh, uh, Bob. Always glad to have you on the program. Well, it's always so fun to be on with America's favorite radio host. What could be better? I appreciate that. The check, the check or money order will be in the mail to you soon. But I appreciate that. I love having you on. And uh, the, uh, so does the audience. So you surprised me. You surprised me with the fact that you were on uh, Inside Edition uh, talking about what, uh, you know, what happened with uh, Alaska Airlines, uh, that plane. Um, talk about an uncomfortable flight. I've seen the video. Um, just one more thing. Uh, why are they contacting you about that? Well, you know, Inside Edition has fabulous, fabulous aviation coverage, and I'm on two, three times a month on various uh, accidents. That poor uh, star, Hollywood star that crashed the other day, looked at the video there, and you could see how quickly it went into the water, so we surmised that he had engine trouble, which he did. They had quickly turned back to the field. So I have 14,000 hours as a pilot and reported on aviation disasters on Fox, CNN, CBS, NBC, ABC, the works, and Inside Edition has just been way out front on aviation now for the last year or so. I've just been delighted to be part of their coverage. Yeah, that's phenomenal. So are you ADD or ADHD now? I'm, I'm understanding the diagnosis is all called ADHD. Are you, are you that, or are you just truly multi-interested? Well, you know, it's a really good point. My kids go, Dad, how could you be any more ADHD? I, I mean, I like to think that ADHD is a curse as a child and a gifted as an adult because it allows yes. you to to burrow in in such great depth on a variety of topics and then to quite quickly switch from one to the next. So if I'm composing something, I get stuck, then I'll go off and I'm you know chief innovation officer for this wonderful global health organization. Uh, my co-CEO, uh, Jerome Lee, is uh, vice chair of acute care at Massachusetts General Hospital and Harvard Medical School. Now done, oh, 2,000 telemedicine visits in, in Ukraine. We're operating now in Africa and Cameroon, uh, Philippines, Nigeria. So uh, it's it's great to be able to sort of cycle between interests. In a very, very interesting Israeli paper a few years ago, and it said that those individuals who have the most interests are the ones who are the happiest. So a lot of people go, oh, you got to be serious. you got to focus on one thing. Yeah, you know, bus drivers focus on one thing and they're bored to tears, right? So yep. uh, if you have a variety of very deep interests and you pursue them, 
you will be one of the happiest, most energetic, long-lived individuals around. In fact, there was a wonderful New Yorker part, uh, article last year that I was in just on how you get energy. And the best way to get energy is to have a variety of really deep, passionate interests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very true. I'm, uh, I am slightly ADHD, no question about that. I think a lot of it, I'm a big, I have a lot of interest in uh, Myers-Briggs personality types. I'm an INTJ, introverted, ironically, introverted, intuitive thinker, judger, and we love to know about everything. And so, and I think I'm like that until I talk to you. <laughs> Well, you, know, you got me beat on that, uh, Bob. Have, you, you, you clean up the floor with me on that one. But uh, I have, I have. I, I get, and I am happy. I love being able to talk to people about stuff and then start talking about stuff that you know I don't really have professional background on it. But I'm frequently keeping up with it and having a really good time with it. You know, and almost as an assumption comes, oh, he, this guy's done this. No, I haven't really done it, but I've read a lot about it. So it's uh, uh, I love that. I'm with you on that. So. Great introduction. I had my 11-year-old take the Myers-Briggs test, and we all took it along with them. And very interesting, you know, that a lot of people, especially in television broadcasting, are introverts. And they deliberately go into television to try and overcome it. Eric Severide, longtime CBS correspondent, uh, was, a, was a key example of that. So it's no surprise that, you know, you uh, – and, and it's interesting because if you have on that Myers-Briggs test, one trait like introversion, you can develop the other part. You can develop the extroversion, which you quite clearly have in your radio persona. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, and it's a lot of work. And I think, you know, I'm, a, I'm actually a very extreme introvert. I'm a, I, I list my real friends in the single digits. And, uh, you know, and so for me, it's kind of like having relationships with people without all the gritty work required that people normally have. (laughs) It's an interesting tool in that respect. So great introduction, Frankie. You're very worthy of that. We could do a whole story on your story. Uh, But uh, let's get into this topic real quick, though, on the uh, airline disaster uh, uh, situation or potential disaster. It's handled really well uh, by those who were uh, deployed with taking care of it. But, uh, boy, it had huge implications written all over it. Well, the interesting thing is, so I, I, every night before I go to bed, I watch accident reports. It's kind of my hobby. And I am stunned at the number of times when maintenance is flagged on an issue. I was watching one of the night. There's an engine issue. They sent it back up in the air, and the engine caught fire. And so in this particular case, with Alaska Airlines, they had had three previous warnings that there was a problem with the pressurization system. Yet that airplane was signed off and sent back into the air. Now, what's the worst thing about it is they say, well, this one can't fly over water because we're kind of expecting something bad can happen. And there was no one in the exit row. Well, the exit row is premium seating in economy. And to have no one in it or no one allowed to sit it says, gee, you know, we knew something was wrong here. As you know, Alaska Airlines had one of the worst crashes in history. Um, they had not done the proper inspection at least according to the accident reports, for a jack screw in the tail of the aircraft. Remember, they completely lost control and spun into the ocean despite the best efforts of a fabulous and heroic crew. So I just think it's a warning that, you know, we send these airplanes up without being fixed. Now, in this particular case, 
this morning the NTSB is saying, you know, we're not sure this thing was completely fastened on properly. And they think rather than blowing out, it may have kind of creeped up and then pushed out. And for the uninitiated, what these plug doors is, is as follows. This uh, 737 MAX 9 could be in a configuration of near a couple hundred passengers or less than 180. With that smaller number, you don't need to have an extra emergency exit. So they plug it up with what's called a door plug. And that door plug, for one reason or other, they don't think was properly fastened. Now, United Airlines this morning reported that there were some loose bolts around that door plug. So uh, it really does give you pause as a passenger because they have to push more and more of these airplanes into the sky and they push them up with maintenance issues that aren't completely checked out and properly signed off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And just for the, the listeners' uh, memories there, 737 MAX was an absolute uh, disaster there for a while when it was first uh, released and uh, had it, it almost seemed like it was casually crashing on a routine basis. It was bizarre what was happening. And when, you know, when we talk about this, I become mindful of the fact is when they began to look into and gave scrutiny to why those um, uh, planes were crashing, uh, they, you discovered that the way the aviation industry works is that all of the testing, virtually all of the testing done on planes are done by the companies that build the tank planes for them to get FAA approval. And so it's the foxes guarding the hens kind of feeling is what you get. And the only time that the actual uh, federal government actually gets involved in uh, checking it is if there is a catastrophic failure. And so there, it took several before the, uh, the, the reviews took place on the federal government level. And I just, you know, when I think about that, to me, you know, it's like uh, regulatory capture, right? Regulatory capture comes to mind. Um, it, it, it has a reek of crony capitalism involved. It's all really uh, terrifying, Bob. And, you know, what, what really disappoints me is, you know, Boeing was the most marvelous company, and then they, you know, put these suits in charge, and they moved to Chicago, and they, you know, doing stuff on finance. And so what they should have done is had what we call a clean sheet airplane. They should have just built a new airplane from the ground up. But instead they go, oh, we have this 737 that's been around for decades. Let's just modify that. We'll put some new engines on it, put it low to the ground. We'll change the center gravity, you know, why don't you put some more seats in it? It'll be good. And they made a terrible software error because now the airplane would be out of balance with the power of the way it was in these particular engines here. And these poor pilots, both at Lion Air and at uh, Ethiopian Air, you know, couldn't accommodate for the upset when it happened. And of course, they crashed with a complete loss of life in both of the airplanes here. So it's just uh, it's just a very flawed way of thinking. You know, as soon as you get, as you know from broadcasting, we always say, as soon as you get the suits involved, you know, it's all going to get downhill. Yeah. Yeah, and that is a, a, the way they operate on that. Um, but yeah, very interesting conversation. I think very 
important for us to ask these kind of questions. But I love to fly. Um, I, any opportunity I can to, to uh, travel, I, I like to fly just because flying's fun. Not like you. You're not going to get me behind any wheel. But <laughs> I like flying. And uh, all of this is very sobering. And it, it really should encourage us to, to think about, the, you know, I hate to say it, I kind of, have a, I, I kind of gravitate uh, and get a little relieved when I hear it's an Airbus than a Boeing. And I'm, I'm with you. Boeing is a phenomenal comp- company, a uh, historically an iconic company that did amazing thing, things for American uh, aviation and, and industry. But the way things are done from a regulatory perspective, I'm always more comfortable with an Airbus, which has to go through European scrutiny, which is on a different level. You know, it's interesting because I really, for my kids, do I really pick and choose airlines. I do a lot of international travel, and I choose British Airways because, you know, they're not afraid to put safety first. If they have a problem with that airliner, they will put it on the ground. If they have a problem on the ground, they're not going to put it back up in the air. So I'm very picky in terms of the airlines that I choose to be sure that uh, that I'm safe. And my kids are, too. Yeah, you raised them right. Uh, Very good. Always love having uh, Dr. Bob Arnett on the show. When you go to priceofbusiness.com, there will be a link to this article and, uh, I mean, this interview. And make sure while there you check out his many things he's involved in. Do you want to mention a website? I know you're working a lot in the situation in uh, the Middle Middle East, uh, and we've talked about that before, and I know we will in the future. But is there any one website you want to mention as we wrap it up? Well, come on. So first of all, htwb.org, that's healthtechwithoutborders.org, great global health organization, and rnotmusic.com. If you want to have a, a soothing, peaceful, relaxing evening, you can play my classical music. <laughs> yeah, it's phenomenal work, by the way. I have checked out the website. I am a fan. And, uh, I mean, frankly, you know, I, when you do this for as long as I've done it, I, I've been on the radio since the 90s, but this show has been around since 2001. You know, you become a little desensitized when it comes to your guests. Oh, that's nice. He's a presidential candidate. That's, that's great. Oh, he's a cabinet member. But I, you know, and I've done a lot of those. But, honestly, I'm a little geek boy whenever I visit with you because <laughs> of the fact that you bring so much to every single conversation. I'm a little bit of a fanboy, uh, which is very odd. I don't, I, I'm pretty desensitized to that. So that says a lot about you and what you bring to every interview. You're very kind. Thank you. Dr. Bob Arnott, one of my favorites, both a friend of the show and a friend of mine. I'm Kevin Price, and this is the nationally syndicated Price of Business show.